Have you ever been on a mission or a service trip and then come back home feeling weirder than ever? You might be standing in line at the grocery store and the person in front of you is complaining about how long it's taking to ring a customer up. Or you might be looking for a parking spot and you see a driver fighting another driver for a spot when there's another one just a couple rows away. You start to wonder why everyone is so angry, impatient, and seemingly ungrateful. But then you also realize that you only started noticing these things after you come back from this trip. To be quite honest, this is what I call a reverse culture shock. Now, if this is your first time listening in, I want to say welcome. My name is Hethel Bauman, and this is the Global Health Pursuit Podcast. I started this podcast to spread awareness of global health challenges through a beginner's lens. And one of the biggest reasons I started it was to share with people the challenges of those who live in rural communities in places like India and El Salvador. So when I talk about culture shocks, I've experienced many and many different kinds. Typically, a culture shock refers to when you go to a place that is extremely different from where you live. Maybe the language is different, or the infrastructure is different, or the lifestyle is different. We usually use this phrase to describe how one would feel when visiting a low-resource country or area, because obviously it can feel shocking to see how some people live without basic access to health equity, clean water, and more. And in some ways, coming back to reality is much more difficult. How do you come back from a trip like this and go right back to your nine to five without having some sort of crisis? I was in El Salvador just recently with an amazing organization called Extra Mile Pediatrics. They strive to create sustainable and repeated pediatric care for several communities who have little to no access to health care. I highlight them in episode 30 and 31, so go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. But this is what I saw. During our clinic days, we would expect to see around 70 to 80 kids and their mothers. So in the morning, about 35 to 40 mothers would arrive with their children and sit. Most would have arrived even before we got to the clinic, and some even walked hours just to get seen by our providers. But they sat and waited patiently. Some even waited for hours before they were able to be seen, and no one complained. No one argued about their place in line. No one asked how much longer it would be until they'd be seen. And for someone on their first service trip, it's pretty eye-opening, because even the last mother and child that was seen would leave the clinic as gracious and thankful as the first, and you'd never be able to tell what number they were in line. So I think this is one of the reasons why people who return from trips like this say things like, quote, the people we served actually taught us more than we could ever teach them. And you know what? The statement is honestly quite true. We're immersed in a place where gratitude, love, and patience are embedded into their society. And so when we come back to real life, When we come back to our nine to five or our actual jobs and we have to stand in line for a while or be put on hold on the phone, we have to check ourselves before we start losing our patience. We have to remind ourselves 
of our ability to, if needed, access healthcare or that we have roofs over our heads and that most of us have jobs. And what I'm saying or what I'm not saying is to forget all of our problems and just be grateful because that's quite impossible and unrealistic and honestly promotes toxic positivity. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that these experiences give us the perspective and almost a kick in the butt to realize how much we really do have. We realize that we actually won the lottery when it comes to where we were born and the situations and circumstances that we were born into. In another life, I could be born into a rural village in India that does not have access to clean water. So this micro episode is one to challenge you. Because if you've never experienced a place like the rural communities of El Salvador, of India, of Peru, the list goes on. May this be a challenge to find an organization that is doing something for the underserved that lights you up. Whether it be community development, healthcare access, education, there's something for everyone, trust me. And if you want my personal recommendations of organizations to serve with, I've curated a short list that you can find in the show notes. Now, if you found any sort of value or light from this episode, I would love if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple or another platform. My name is Hethel Daman, and this is the Global Health Pursuit. Thank you so much for listening in, and I will see you in the next one.